how it lights my path, how it guides my way. So Paul writes to the church in Corinth about um, this encounter that Moses has. It's in 2 Corinthians and chapter 3, if you want to follow it. It says, such confidence we have through Christ toward God. It is not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us an adequate, sorry, who made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Not of the letter, which is how the old covenant came, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. As we know, um, the history of the people of Israel, they, you know, it was a roller coaster ride, wasn't it? They um, they'd turn away from the Lord and they'd repent and come back to the Lord and so on. And we know that the law doesn't bring life. Yet it is good, as we've seen, helping us to see who God is and what his ways are like. It's a good teacher in that sense. And that's what the people had. But we know, when we know the law, we know that we can't keep the law. It is actually the thing that condemns us. Uh, uh, Another time in, in Hebrews. The writer to the Hebrews in chapter 8 says, But now Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which has been acted on better promises. Well, why? For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he says, and here the the writer quotes uh, the prophet Jeremiah. He says, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant and I did not care for them, says the Lord. Or in, in, in original in Jeremiah, it says, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them. And I think, but I did not care for them is not, a, well, I didn't care. You know, I didn't care for them. They can go their own way. It's because they broke the covenant. The law was not able to provide that care, that, no, that lordship in that, that provision that they needed, the love that they needed, the relationship that they needed. I couldn't do it because they broke the covenant. They didn't continue in that relationship. They didn't want to continue in the relationship. The relationship was broken. But he says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds 
and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. When he said, a new covenant, sorry, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. But whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. And I think that's why also Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians, just after the verses that we read about the spirit and the law and the letter, uh, he goes on to say that the shining of the face of Moses was fading. He knew that there was something not, not everlasting about that. He knew it would fade, like the old covenant was not adequate completely. Um, the people of Israel were to be the light to the nations, weren't they? And if they were keeping a hold of this relationship with God and, and what he had wanted them to be and to do, then they would have shone out to the nations. And looking forward, of course, they would be the, then the ones who would bring forth Jesus. And it is this new covenant that we are going to look at now. So as we said, the law brings death because it condemns. But it's a good teacher. Uh, Paul wrote to the Galatians, he said, if the law could impart righteousness, then we would get righteousness through the law, through obedience the law. But we don't know, but that's not the case. Let me see if I can... It's a verse I picked up very late on. I was struck by it. Galatians 3. Yeah. Let's start from verse 21. If is the law then contrary to the promises of God? May it never be. For if a law had been given which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed have been based on law. But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. So we know that this new covenant now is not in letters. It's not in stone tablets. This, this new covenant that we have, this relationship that we have is is written in our hearts. Those of us who know and love the Lord Jesus and, and follow him, he's the one who gives us that law written on our hearts that we no longer you know, follow regulations and rules. 
But that doesn't help us at all. But we have the law, his word on our, in our hearts that becomes living and active and changes us as we allow it to be part of our life with the heart. It's written on our hearts so it can beat round our bodies, you know, with the blood. <laughs> I always love that phrase I think Roger uses, allow the word of God to be, to be bibline you know, in our blood and our skulls to be inscripturated so we have the right, the law, you know, the word of God written in our heads, you know, because it says in there, in quoting Jeremiah, he's going to write it in our hearts and he's going to write it in our minds. So it becomes part of us. And it changes us. And the Holy Spirit can do his work through us because that's how the new covenant is mediated to us. It's by the Holy Spirit, by the work of the Spirit, through what Jesus has done for us. That we're able to receive this new relationship and this new covenant with the Lord. Those of us who have determined to follow Jesus, that's what he has done for us. And Paul writes in that third chapter of 2 Corinthians, he says, whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away from our hearts so that we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So now... The glory of the Lord is not something which is temporary in us. It's something that the Lord shines in us. This new life that we have is all about the Spirit and his work in us. And it's through Jesus shining his light, shining his glory in us that we're able not just to have glowing faces, although it would be very interesting, wouldn't it, if we were to walk out of here and our faces were shining. I'm sure that would elicit um, quite a few comments from people on the bus or you know, at the traffic lights or whatever. But we are not just to shine, kind of as we were, on the outside because of the glory of the Lord. We are to shine from the inside because the glory of the Lord is shone in our hearts through the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as Paul writes, we, we see it as in a mirror. But it shines in our hearts, but that image changes. And it changes, it's transformed. The work of the Spirit in us changes us. It helps get the Egypt out of us. that we might live as Jesus wants us to live, what our relationship with him is like. And then we show other people, don't we? But first, this has an impact on our lives. But as Paul then has, he says, we then have this ministry of the new covenant, not just to be those who are recipients of this uh, light, this glory that the Lord shines in us, this work of the Spirit, which is so essential so essential for our lives as Christians. But we then reflect that glory. And it's what we then offer other people. 
It's then what we minister to other people. We don't minister the law, the rules and regulations, bang, 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 tub thumping. We don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, Ian, it breaks the furniture. <laughs> but we minister Jesus and his light into other people's hearts by the Spirit. We pray that the Lord would indeed unveil their hearts. It's not the face that needs to be covered uh, to stop people seeing glory. It's the veil that needs to be lifted from people's hearts that they need to see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ shining in, uh, in their hearts. And, it, and that shining comes from us. It's what our ministry is. Now that we've been given part of this new relationship, part of this new covenant... Hmm. and what does that then give us more and more we talked about a little bit this morning about living out the fruit of Jesus he changes us you say the glory changes us the life of Jesus changes us the work of the spirit changes us it produces from us fruit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the life of the Spirit that we have within us. And he gives us gifts too. We all have the ability to have that fruit growing in us. But we all receive then gifts that we might be um, uh, those who work with each other, who minister to each other, and building up the body of Jesus, building up one another, encouraging one another. We are giving gifts that we might share that ministry of life together in Jesus. And it's to each and every one of us, again. The, difficult, or the problem with the glory that Moses had was it was only Moses who was shining. But the glory, of, the, the, the glory of, of Jesus' shining is that each one of us can reflect the glory. <clears throat> we give our lives to him. Excuse me. <clears throat> when we've had the veil taken away, that we then, may then become the reflectors of his glory into other people's lives. And to the picture of that um, kind of experiment you have in school about shining lights from mirrors and things and bouncing off, bounces off one to another, to another, to another. So our life in Jesus is not about following rules and regulations. It's about the Spirit. It's about what the Spirit of God does in our lives. So... Just end. This Jesus who shines in us. He was the true light, as John writes in his gospel. He's the true light that has come into the world. Who is the inextinguishable light that's come into the world. It's a light of life that's given to us. This Jesus who shines in us, we are to reflect into the lives of others. 
putting within people what is shining out from the face of Jesus Christ. God is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And his light is not overcome. It never fades. Amen. Let your